Bless up everybody, you don't know, I am Heinz, and today in hindsight, I wanted to share a podcast with you that I was on earlier in the year, actually at the end of 2019, so pre-pandemic, but I share a little bit about my journey and also some struggles before I got pretty consistent with my content, and I think there's some value in here for anybody that feels like listening to a long-form podcast today. It's about an hour long, and it's just some good insight into yeah a little bit about my journey. So I hope you enjoy. So the other day you posted um, like a throwback picture. And mm-hmm. it and it didn't seem like that was the same Heinz I was looking at in the before picture right. and the after picture. Right. Um, can you the evolution? Yeah. Can you can you tell us what started that growth? Um. It's a yeah. We're gonna have to yeah. This is a this is a story. Um. I I, I posted that picture first off though because I just like like to reflect like mm-hmm. that because there's a lot of there's a lot of new people who are kind of um coming towards me. So there's people who know that version of Heinz, right? There's people who follow my journey for like the last eight, nine years. There's people that know, but there's people like, let's say like you, right. who didn't know me then. So they see that, they're like, holy, you look completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, what were you doing then? It's a mm-hmm. different vibe. But that was, that picture was when I was in Los Angeles. That So that was about, I don't know, maybe like six years ago, seven years ago, probably like six, seven years ago. And um, I was shooting a lot of music videos then. I was, uh, I was living in Hollywood. So I was living with Sean Kingston and I was this, in like this different mind frame i was really trying to work with the biggest and the best and trying to navigate my career by you know those kind of building blocks you know i wanted to be the biggest music uh, video director i was inspired by like colin tilly and obviously like director x and like throwback hype williams but like my focus then was like i want to be like a music video director mm-hmm. so that's like my mind frame then um to like jump to like so what do you like what do you how do you how do you want me to frame this do you want me to go like way back like because this is a story this is like yeah. a long story well i'm i'm always curious to know like what was the turning point like what was the aha moment where you're like wait there's there's this whole world over here that i need to explore right now right so i remember one time i was in brazil i said this before i was in brazil and i was filming for i was with sean kingston i was filming him and we did a show and i remember uh t-pain just went on and then after Sean went on so I was filming and there was like 80,000 people at this show so it was really insane to be like on stage filming and just have like 80,000 people in front of in front of me mm-hmm. and I had like mega gratitude and I was happy because growing up I never got to travel anywhere so to be in that situation because of my camera which I just picked up a camera probably like one year before that so from like picking up a camera to like one year like in Brazil on this like crazy tour it was amazing but I had like this uh, feeling within myself that kept saying like, yo, you have a story you need to tell yourself. And even the way Sean Kingston would treat me and Tory Lanez, like they would always like push me to get on camera. They would always like shout me out and say my name. And I never seen artists really do that with videographers before, mm-hmm. right? They and, I, and and they just like recognize something in me. And I always, within myself, I was always like, man, you, you gotta switch to perspective. Like I'm not gonna say I'm not supposed to be shooting for these people, but you're supposed to turn the camera the other way around. But I didn't know what that meant because I'm like, really, what do you mean? Like, what's my story? Mm-hmm. And I had to go develop that story. So I had to like, I'm a firm believer that, you know, sometimes to completely like open a new space and a new mind frame, you got to close one. So I had to like leave that perspective and leave that lifestyle that I was doing in L.A. and just come back to Vancouver and like kind of start from ground zero and be like okay like what am i going to create and what do i want to do and i didn't know at first i actually sold my camera Mm -hmm. because i had no idea um my whole my whole thing was like i want to shoot for artists Mm -hmm. but then when that wasn't bringing me you know i would say just simple terms happy the happiness that i thought it would bring me um it was bringing me more hype like people were looking at me like yo this is really dope i remember like i had like Sean gave me like this really dope like golden crested Jesus piece like the perception was amazing mm-hmm. like everybody was like yo you living the life you're taking these trips you like with like these celebrities you're doing like this crazy stuff but I wasn't like genuinely like happy mm-hmm. like I was super I was uh, I was just I wasn't happy I yeah. wasn't happy you were just caught up in the wave and you just yeah, yeah. I, and I knew it but I was like I, I'm somebody who just likes to work really hard so regardless I'm like 
I, I worked hard through it and it boosted my value at that time um, in the sense that it, it boosted my brand because now it's just how it is. Like when you work with certain people or brands, like I ended up working with the Marley's as well. And that was like a passion project. But when you work with certain people, it almost gives you this validation. But what I really disliked was anytime I met somebody or anytime I was introduced to somebody, they would say, oh, this is Heinz. This is Mr. Heinz. He's uh, he shoots for Tory Lanez. Or they'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, he shoots for Sean Kingston. And it was always like, I don't, and this wasn't my ego or pride. This was just something that I wanted to change. I wanted to change my narrative. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't want me being introduced and have another man's name in front of my name. It was literally always Sean Kingston. This is who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was like validated. And I was like, man, I want to like, people introduce me. It's just like, this is Heinz. Right. He's a creative. Yeah. You know, he's an artist. Like he does what he does. And I'm like, well, you know, you have to earn that. Mm-hmm. you that that's that's something you have to earn like these people earn their names i'm like how am i gonna earn mine and i just didn't think i was gonna earn it that way i just felt like if i go this way i'm always gonna be known for these guys dudes right. you know like i knew i knew tory before i knew tory when he was blowing up i knew him when he got signed i was working with him got signed, but like i knew him i was on it early like i known him early because i knew he was gonna really blow up right and i was like even when he got signed around then he was like yo like come on tour and when i decided not to at first, I was like, I really should do this because I'm like, this would be like really hype. But at the same time, I was like, I'm just going to be known for like being Tori's dude. And yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to get limelight. I'm going to get followers. I'll get paid. But I didn't feel like I was going to be, in hindsight, I didn't think I was going to be in the environment to truly find out what my purpose was. Yeah. Right. It's hard to like, it's hard to find my purpose if I'm like high chase speed, you know, on tour. And it's a, it's a, it's a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So I had to, I had to scale back like scale way back so that was that was the first time that you were like okay things need to change yeah things need to change and it yeah i'm like things need to change so i came back and i i just sold my camera to be honest i was still working a bit but Mm -hmm. i just like took a regular job editing for a company Mm -hmm. and i just i just went on like a different journey i just went on a journey i'm like who do i want to be like what what are the things i want to be known for and i always felt like when i was young I always felt like I was, I always say tuned in. I felt like I was, I had more knowledge of self. And I would say like growing up with like, you know, some, some pressures and influence. And, and when I started to really get into like making music into the hip hop scene and, you know, I started smoking weed and, you know, I drink with my friends here and there. I feel like I kind of lost a sense of myself then. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was like in a different kind of motion. And I'm like, I want to come back to myself. Like, who am I? So I really just took a time off from, everything i kind of went into i always say like a hibernation i went to like complete hibernation and you know i just started to study myself mm-hmm. and like so everyone does that in a different way like um for me figuring out what my purpose was just take yeah like you said taking a step back but then just doing things and failing and then doing things and f- figuring out what i like and what i don't like and was that something that you did as well or was it more just internal well, I think I did that, right? Like, I think I I did something, and I'm not going to call it a failure, but I, um, I, I realized something wasn't making me happy. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I got to do something else. And then basically, I just, I just, I, I just went to the root. You know, I had a lot of, um, I was, I've, I was always, I've always been a very confident person. I've always believed mm-hmm. in myself from very young, but I always had, like, a lot of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, like... Like even when I'd be in LA or anywhere, I like social anxiety. Like me, I'm an introvert by nature, but I was like that social anxiety would really bother me. I'm like, I want to be able to like really this confidence I feel within myself. I want to be able to command that everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So for me, there's just certain things. I just started to change the root of everything I do. So I really, the first thing I started to do is I started to change the way I eat. Cause I started to like go into rabbit holes on youtube and get into information and started to learn that like you know the the food that you put in your your body does have like a reflection on how you feel Mm -hmm. how you think and growing up i I never really made that connection because i never could gain weight anyway so i just ate whatever i want and when i started to change the way i eat i started to change the way i think and at this time i was starting to grow my hair so i was starting to really tune into growing my hair was interesting because i say like dreadlocks are like a spiritual journey yeah because they teach you lessons as you go it's like a process and like you know you when you start to grow them it's this new exciting process and then it gets to this parts where like you just look ugly because like <laughs> they're just getting weird and like yeah. you know they're not fully there yet and then you got to like walk around like that and i was always like somebody i like to like look real cute and i always was like real fly I had like a ball fade and everything yeah so that was kind of hard for me 
Um, so it teaches you different stages. So at the same time, I'm changing the way I eat. And at the same time, I'm like changing my appearance and I'm going through this spiritual journey through my hair. And I'm like really tuning into like, um, like the Rastafarian lifestyle yeah. and, and just taking knowledge from that. Because growing up, I was always big on reggae. So I was always listening to reggae, right? Like my, my um, part of my heritage is Jamaican. So reggae and like dancehall was a big influence in my life. But like at this time, I really started to absorb everything they were saying, especially like Bob and like Peter Tosh and Bernie Spears. I was like, wow, like they're really teaching me right now. Mm-hmm. And as, as I continued, I just kept on learning about more spiritual practices I could bring into my life. And I started to do yoga. That was something I never did before. And I started to really learn about my breath and, you know, stillness. And then from there, I was like, you know, I don't even want to smoke weed anymore. I'm like, because mm-hmm. I used to smoke like every single day. I know this podcast called Brown Girl Toast, <laughs> but like I used to smoke weed every single day, you know, yeah. like smoke weed, make beats. It's like all my homies smoke weed. Like it's just, you know, the lifestyle. But I was like. I don't even want to smoke weed um so i quit smoking weed and then i was like i don't want to drink no more like mm-hmm. so i just quit drinking and then it just kept going then i was like i don't even want to deal with girls right now i was like i want to mm-hmm. go I, I i learned about celibacy i found this thing online mm-hmm. and someone was talking about you know the power of your creative energy can really come from your sexual Tra- energy transmutation transmutation and yeah. when i found that out i was <laughs> like it's like a light bulb i was like oh mm-hmm. my god this is amazing like i can have like unlimited energy into yeah. my creativity and at, th- at this point i'm trying to find new ways to create so mm-hmm. i'm like this seems perfect so i'm like you know what? i'm gonna I'm go a year celibate mm-hmm. a year goes by and i'm like i'm just starting to change at first people thought i was going crazy like <laughs> no it's always the first reaction oh my mom people were very yeah. worried because you know i'm not like eating dinner with them anymore because i also stopped eating meat at this point mm-hmm. um right so i'm like not eating dinner with them anymore they know me just to eat a certain way but now i'm only eating like fruits veggies i'm growing my hair out and they're just like yeah, you're becoming a fucking weirdo. Like, that's basically <laughs> what it was like, right? Yeah. And they're like, shoot, my mom was worried. People were like, plus I'm just like disappeared off the grid. Like yeah. at one point I'm just like traveling the world, doing all these crazy things. And the next point it's just like, yo, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But like, I was, I was, I was like happy just like doing like ordinary things. I would like wake up and make a smoothie and I'll just be having like the time of my life. I'm like, this is crazy that like yeah. I could be at home in my element feeling like high off these vibrations versus being in like hollywood around like the craziest celebrities and yeah. me not feeling that good because you, you feed off the energies as well right oh like, yeah i'm very sensitive to energies like yeah. I, i'm very like in tune with my surroundings yeah so like when you're surrounded with such low vibes and low frequencies it weighs on you as well oh 100 percent. and you need to learn how to absorb those and like you know be able to be conscious of the energy around you and i i, I wasn't at that time i had to learn these things and mm. i feel like you, once you learn how to like master your own energy which i feel like you're always like learning your own energy but once yeah. you come to a place where you're like yo i'm a master of my own energy then you can like really understand other people because once i started to master my own energy i kind of saw the social anxiety disappear mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm still a shy person but if i need to be extroverted i'll be extroverted if i need to like go talk to somebody and have like a conversation i could do it before i'd be terrified i'd be terrified of talking to people in public mm-hmm. i'd just be like terrified now i'm like whatever because i understand my energy and the more i started to understand myself i started to understand other people mm-hmm. right that's why i would say like in, in rasa fire they call it i and i because it's like i is i and then like you are me as well so it's like mm-hmm. when i understand myself i understand you like we are reflections of one another yeah right um and i think that's that that taught me a lot so i'm like i really started to dive deep 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 and everything became about like myself not in a selfish way but understanding myself Mm-hmm. and 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 i started to really practice discipline because i was like oh i realized i was living my life very happy um wasn't even at this point i'm still not putting out content but you know i wasn't eating anything like processed i was like so i had like the clean cleanest diet ever like people mm-hmm. were like wow you're you're strict like i wasn't smoking weed i wasn't like drinking i wasn't like you know dealing with any woman i, I had no crutches mm-hmm. right and, and and i realized i'm like I'm like thriving off my own energy. Like there's nothing I'm going to, to like, um, fulfill you, fulfill me except for like myself. Yeah. Now that's powerful. Yeah. And now people are starting to notice that I'm starting to notice that like my experiences with people are changing. People are gravitating towards me. And now I'm just kind of on Snapchat, you know, documenting my life inside and people are seeming to be interested in me just like making a smoothie or just at home or just listening to my vibes or like, I was always big into like, where i lived just being a sanctuary so i always had lots of plants and mm-hmm. like 
my, I was at that time I was living in New West, so I put up all this bamboo around me, and I just like made it like a tropical paradise. So I felt like I was in Jamaica, and people were like interested. They're like, "Yo, this guy's like in a vibe." Mm-hmm. And once I started to realize people kind of getting interested, I kind of naturally just started to make content. Yeah. Again, and I was like, I always felt like me making music. I always felt like for a while I felt like it was a waste of time because I spent like four or five years producing beats, and then I transitioned to video. Right. Right. And the reason why I transitioned to video was I wanted to promote myself as a music producer. I made a couple of videos for myself and instantly people were like, yo, these are dope. Mm-hmm. Like, can I get a video? So yeah. video took off for me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, like I, I wasted my time with kind of with music because like I didn't do nothing with it. But when I started to make my own content, I realized I had like these skills with yeah. audio production, sound design. Now I had these skills as video. And while I was working, while I took that regular job I told you about, I was editing, I was editing Indian weddings. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would be so bored editing these weddings after a while that I would just listen to like The Breakfast Club and Hot 97 and like podcasts. And I fell in love with this voice. Mm-hmm. Like I fell in love with someone being inside my head and just like having that connection and laughing. So I was like, I want to do that. Like I, I didn't know how, mm-hmm. but I always disliked my voice. Growing up, I did not like my voice. So I was like a little bit scared to do that. But I realized I'm like, okay, I have audio production skills, video skills, and I want to do this like kind of like radio thing. So I just started slowly making content. Mm-hmm. And the, the first piece I made was, you know, class, classic introvert. Like it was from like, I shot myself from behind. So you never even saw me. And I put voiceover, like my own sound design I made. And I put a video out and people loved it. And then I, the next video I made, I got a little bit more warmed up on camera and this time I did a like side angle so you can kind of see my face this time but mm-hmm. I know people loved it then slowly as it transitioned you would see me get more comfortable on camera mm-hmm. and then I was like directly to the camera being transparent mm-hmm. about right. who I am and now talking about my experiences in life and my journey and that started to resonate and then I started to then like before people in the past would hit me up and be like bro what you're doing is inspiring because like you're working with people and they're like this is dope but like people started hitting me up telling me, yo, what you said really shifted my perspective mm-hmm. and it, it really changed my life today. And I was like, whoa, like all I'm doing is I'm just healing myself. Like when right. I create, I'm basically like, I like to make sense of things. So something happens in my life or I observe something, I make sense of it. I, I like to study emotions and then I heal from it. I learn from it and then I want to create out of it. And then I create out of it. And to me, that feels like the completion of the process. And then I put it out. Yeah, it's really a healing process for myself. I'm not like, I'm not waking up like, how can I inspire people? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can I learn about myself today? Right. How, and how can I like, you how know, can com- I process what this? Yeah, this when this thing happened, what yeah. emotions did I feel? How, how did it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then my way of completing the process is by documenting it, mm-hmm. is by creating something out of it, and then I put it out, and then I notice, wow, when I heal myself and I create then other people seem to be inspired and gravitate towards it. So it's like this amazing, sustainable cycle. Yeah. Heal yourself, heal the world, right? Right. And then yeah. I, I'm like, then it clicked. I'm like, boom, I found purpose. Mm-hmm. I found what I was supposed to do. I understand, you know, these six, seven years before this, that I've literally like groomed me to have like, because I'm in a good place in creating wise, because, you know, like when I came here, I was able to like, you know get the podcast going for us because yeah. like, i have audio production skills <clears throat> i have video production skills and then i did all this study of self so i have full control of my content mm-hmm. like i can control my narrative right i can control my story the way i want i don't want to go to nobody to help me i'm in full control of it and that's like a beautiful place for me to be right now because anything i want to do creatively mm-hmm. i can do it and i could do it the way i want to do it and this is like i think my whole life i've been working to get to this place and now i just feel like even though it's been a long run, now I'm just starting. Yeah, this is a this is a new um, phase of your journey. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is this is this is a, a whole new chapter, a so good one. For for you, spirituality and work is is combined. It's it's similar. It's yeah, because creativity and like my creativity creativity is a means of survival for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm not creating for myself doing what i love my spirit will go down i i experience this all the time you know just even recently i get really busy because I, I do videos for other people and companies and brands and i'll get very busy with work and i let's say i can go make a lot of money but money will only offer me a peace of mind mm-hmm. i know my bills are paid cool everything's good but it doesn't boost my spirit money doesn't do nothing for my spirit it just gives me a little peace of mind 
But if I don't make content, if I don't do what I love the most, my spirit decreases. Mm -hmm. I feel like I start to become that kid quiet again and, and less confidence. As soon as I make content, I feel alive. I feel powerful. I feel confident. So it's a means of survival. Mm -hmm. And my spirituality, my creativity is one. It's combined. They're like reflections of each other. When I express one, the other feeds off of it. Right. Um, you mentioned that you edited Indian wedding videos. And I wanted to, you know, kind of ask you how you got involved with the Indian community. And also, you know, you went to India as well. I wanted to talk about your trip as well. Yeah, so... I started editing Indian weddings for a company and I actually started to fall in love uh, with the culture through the weddings because of the colors. I was like, man, these weddings are amazing. Like there's so much colors. People, first I was just editing them. I wasn't shooting them. I was like, there's so much going on. Then I started shooting them. I'm like, wow, like they go all out for these. This mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just like started really falling in love with like uh, Indian culture. Then I would start to do so many weddings and I'm like, I, I, I was like, <laughs> seen it already. Yeah. Yeah. But, I had the opportunity after that to go to India. Um, one of my brothers, Arki Kandola, he was like, he made a joke about how he's going to go to India and find a wife. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to India, like put an ad in the newspaper and it's like, go find a wife. I'm like, that's crazy, bro. Like, you have to come let me document that. <laughs> and then like we went, like we went six months later. So he took me to his pen. We went to Jalandhar yeah. and we stayed there for like three, four weeks. And like we shot a bunch. And that was like, man, when I went there, it was definitely a pivotal point in my life because you know, I was learning a lot. I was tuning into my spirituality. So to go to India is obviously a very spiritual place. And that was just an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Amazing experience to, to, to go there. I went to the Golden Temple like twice that time. Yeah. That was amazing to me because when he showed me the Golden Temple back home, I looked at the picture and I was like, I have to go there. Yeah. Like I had this connection. I'm like, I have to go there. Mm -hmm. And when we got there, I just felt like complete bliss. And life's so blessed i end up going back again next year yeah and this time when we went to india i went like all the first time i went i stayed in punjab so we were just like basically in jalandhar but the second time i gotta go to mumbai delhi shimla uh, we were in goa we we're in uh where was it kerala mm -hmm. kerala yeah um we we went to so many places uh, chandigarh we went so many places so i got to see like the whole like a, a big spectrum of india mm -hmm. and how diverse it was all over i'm like wow so at the same time, like I was editing, you know, Indian weddings and then I go to India twice. And then when I come back, I have, I'm starting to release a little bit of India content. I haven't even released like 90% of it, but I released some. So obviously that will attract people in the Indian community. They're yeah. like, who's this black guy in India <laughs> making content? And it's not like he's just like, he's like in, he's like in Jalandhar. People yeah. always get like tripped out when I tell them I was in Jalandhar because they think, oh, you've been in India, you were like in Delhi. Yeah. But then when they're like, oh, you spent most of your time in Jalandhar? I was like, yeah, I've been to Golden Temple like four or five times now. Yeah. So that started to spark interest in, I guess, like the Indian community. And I, I just had like a strong pull to the Indian community. And then from there, I don't know, like it just, for some reason, it's like, it's weird because of like the weddings and my time in India and then my friends and like, you know, obviously like with Arky and then knowing AK and like, I just somehow the Indian community has really like gravitated towards me and yeah. that like really has shown me a lot of love. Yeah. Like right now, like I work a lot with that, that community that I feel like that, like that's the community I'm a part of. And it's weird because it was this trickle effect. Like I just started editing when like weddings end up in India then I end up in this whole community in, in Vancouver and Surrey of new mm -hmm. people. And now it's like so much love. Even AK and them were just joking about it. They're like, bro, like everybody knows you in the community now. I was like, I yeah. know it's crazy. I'm like, I'm like, I know like everybody as well. Yeah. He was saying what Nav was saying. He, Heinz is the only black person in, yeah. <laughs> in Surrey. It's just funny. But like, yeah, and it's like, it's just like, yeah. And it's really a blessing though, because, you know, I love the community. And the, people really show me like genuine support. Mm -hmm. and it's funny because i could go to like i was at like a wedding event the other day and i walk in and it's like i know so many people like it's <laughs> like it's so funny like it's just it's, it's, it's just like normal now it's like you know so many people. i can walk into any space and it's like oh yeah this person this person, this person. Yeah. but everyone shows me a lot of love like people share my videos people hit me up and show me like mad support so it's cool like i think it's just like you know i think i think people must have resonated that like whatever i was doing was authentic because they felt like when i went to india like even arky says he's like you know we had some other people come to, with us to India the second time. And he's like, man, you absorb India different than other people because yeah. other people go to Golden Temple. They're like, this is cool. But like me, I'm like, I really absorb it and I take it in. And like they even left. I stayed there for the day 
just like walking around that city by myself and just like i re- i just really absorb india and to me mm-hmm. i'm like i see myself going back and back and back any chance i opportunity i get yeah well even the way you portrayed like i i saw some of the content you released from india even the way you portrayed it it was done very beautifully like it was um hum- like you felt a connection with what was happening there mm-hmm. and normally pete when people shoot india it there's a very specific narrative that they try to push mm-hmm. And it was very refreshing. And I think that's kind of what drew the community because you were really showing us. Right. And yeah. you were showing the love that was there and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the joy that was there as well. Because I, I feel like I had an authentic experience. Yeah. You know, and so definitely because of Arky, I was able to have that experience. Because you're right. A lot of people go to India and the, go to like the Taj Mahal. They'll be in Mumbai or Delhi and like they'll do like a, an edit and it's beautiful. But it doesn't really show the substance of the people. Yeah. And I, I don't think I was trying to do that, but I think when you have authentic experiences and then you you try, not even try, like you, your passion is your craft, so you, you create authentic content. Mm-hmm. It's just two elements that come together and that's what you get. And I'm blessed to live in a place where there's a community that was receptive to that and then like embraced me because it's actually like opened up new worlds for me now. Yeah. I think our community is very open and accepting but so are others around the world and it's not until you like put yourself in their world do you really understand and kind of open that love up yeah i i learned that too because i mean with anybody like i also experienced within the indian community like you know some i I noticed within the indian community there's a little bit of um people have perceptions of people it's not like every single person was uh, receptive to me or even when i was in india mm-hmm. i experienced a couple of people like shouting some things at me and whatnot yeah but i realized like a lot of times when people like have discrimination against somebody or like fear somebody or just don't like somebody it's just like a lack of understanding so i really try to if i caught bad vibes from somebody i would just like make it my like duty to like just give love mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like just give love i just watched this video on youtube and this black guy was in a supermarket and he could like speak like 20 languages. And he went up to these Japanese people and started speaking Japanese. And first they were like, who are you? And then he spoke Japanese and they were like amazed and they opened up to him and they asked him, how did he learn? And he told him at home and then they grew this respect for him and the, this trust for him. Then he went to a Middle Eastern guy and spoke in his native language. Same thing happened. And like mm-hmm. he was just building connections. I realized I'm like, these people, if he didn't do that, they would probably be not as receptive to him. And they'd be kind of like, you know, looking at him with their judgments. But because he could speak their language, they had trust with him, they respected him, and they were interested in him. So when I was in India or even out here, and I'm in certain spaces where I'm the only person that looks like me, and that that happens a lot of time, the only one with dreadlocks, the only black person, you know, mm-hmm. if I felt a negative vibe from somebody, I'll just show them love, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, 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 I'm realizing, well, maybe they, they have like a negative um perception well also like love emotions are the universal language you know Mm -hmm. you you cry you laugh you all of that in the same language you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what dialect you speak you know Mm -hmm. so that definitely builds a connection there once you share a powerful moment like that yeah because i feel like i feel like you can't explain love but you you can express it yeah you know you you express love and then and you build you build connections and that's like really what i love doing now is just like building connections with people yeah yeah love embodying love just feels like you're radiating sunshine and that's the that's the best way to explain it yeah and and you just want others to feel that sunshine as well yeah for sure because i was i i sucked at expressing myself before like i grew up basically i have siblings but i basically grew up an only child Mm -hmm. and you know also was like mega introvert social anxiety so i was not able to express love that easily you know mm-hmm. you'd have to always have people very reserved have walls up so it's beautiful now that you know if i want to i can like open these doors and i know how to express love and obviously as we go in life we learn even more about people and how to express and how to connect with other kinds of people and that's my favorite thing to do is like connecting with people who i normally think i wouldn't connect with yeah like i i, I made a video one time i was in value village and this like old white lady was staring at me and i was like I was mad because I was like, she probably thinks I'm stealing. Just because of like racist situations (laughs) I've been in my life, my mind went there. Then she walked up to me and she was like, you are like the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And Mm -hmm. I was like mind blown. I'm like, I can't believe this whole time I was sitting here thinking this woman hates me, but -hmm. yet she was admiring me. And after Mm -hmm. that, I was like, I'm removing all limiting, limiting beliefs in my mind like that. And then I really started to have fun just like being out in public and like making friends with the person that's in the Starbucks lineup with me for 10 minutes or like 
I see, I notice like a lot of times I'm like, I go to the same supermarket every day. I say these people, I'm like, these people should be like my extended family. Mm -hmm. Like I go to this cashier, I see them four times a week. Like I need to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So I took a lot of pride in building these connections within my community. And you know, this person would be a little old Asian lady. Maybe this person was like 50 years old, white guy, this person, somebody who looks just like me, but like just building those connections and realizing like, yo, we all truly are one. And Mm -hmm. when you just like kind of just, you know, express that love and remove the, you know, the, the, the beliefs in your mind, sometimes it's true. Sometimes people don't like you, but mm-hmm. I just don't move around like that no more. I don't move mm-hmm. around that, that I don't, I don't assume that nobody, that nobody likes me. I don't yeah. assume that no more. Even if they don't, I just don't even think about it. Yeah. I don't think about it. And if they don't like me, I'm just going to show my authentic self. And yeah. I feel like chances are they'll like me. And if they still don't, I don't care. I still win. You know <laughs> exactly. You can't control how another person receives or perceives you. Right. You can only be happy and content with yourself. So as long as you know, you're living blessed like that's mm-hmm. it that's the only thing that matters what's um i mean what's the next country on the list then so you've been to india a few times is that like the only you know well i've been i've been to, i've been a few countries like i've been in my, where have i been in my life i've been to india a few times i go to jamaica like every year um been to brazil like america mexico and I, i've traveled a little bit but if i if i had to say if i could go anywhere right mm-hmm. now it'd mm-hmm. be africa so I'd be going to like Ghana, I'd yeah. be going to Nigeria, I'd be going to Morocco, I'd be going to Egypt, and I'd be going to South Africa. Mm-hmm. I, I I have like a major connection with Africa, and I just haven't had the opportunity to go yet. I actually yeah. did have an opportunity actually a month ago. I just lied, but I had to pass on it. Mm-hmm. But Africa is somewhere I truly want to go. But it seems like right now that, you know, even like the African community, I love like the music in the African community. Mm-hmm. Um so I hope I can go. Yeah. But right now, I don't have any trips planned. I never really make plans to go anywhere. It just happens. Yeah, everywhere I've gone, um, I'm blessed. Everywhere I've gone, I've basically been flown or taken. The only places I, I now go like um, and book on my own are Jamaica because it's like a ritual for me every year. Yeah. I go to Jamaica. It's like how brown people go to India every year. Mm-hmm. This is a ritual. <laughs> you go back to your roots, you know, yeah. you know connect. connect and ground yourself, whatever. Uh, there's an energy there you know i think it's important to go to where you're from mm-hmm. right there's a connection there uh, and also a spiritual connection but yeah i don't have no plans to go nowhere i'm really focused actually on just being grounded here in my community i'm very busy and my number one thing is i just want to make content and i want to get mm-hmm. consistent with my content like i haven't been consistent because i've been because i do video as a job like as a career right it's very sometimes it's very hard trying to you know make my own content and then right. make all these other people's content i make a lot of content but no one sees it because i don't post it if you go to my instagram it's mainly my content mm-hmm. it's mainly what i do mm-hmm. i don't even have a website with a portfolio up or nothing up. like i just I, I do work for people and then I, I try to get back to my thing but right now i'm really focused on trying to trying to trying to put my all into what i do and merge my passions priorities and purpose yeah because I feel like right now my priorities are, are a little bit different than my passion and purpose. I feel like I get the opportunity to be like a creative and, and work from home and have my own schedule. Mm-hmm. But I would love to migrate everything into one and be fully doing what I do over in hindsight and with my channel and, and my content and, and just push that out to the world mm-hmm. and, and give it its all. So it's a journey to get there. But right now I'm really focused on developing a system where I can do that. Yeah it's important it's expressing yourself creative creatively is like a lost art i feel like i feel you know whereas we're told to be in this rat race go to school go to university get a job retire die type of thing when nowhere in between are we really taught like hey express yourself feed your soul um put love out there you know be love express love all of that Mm -hmm. it's really important to now we have this time to explore that and to realize that this is not the only way we need, we can live mm-hmm. and you know ignorance is bliss but ignorance is also a choice you have options to learn now an abundant of options like yeah. limitless options to learn that's that's true literally like the internet has everything you could want on there it's it's true you can learn everything's at our fingertips. we do like live in like one of the greatest times yeah right now at this point you can literally learn everything you can run a business from your phone it's like amazing yeah um how else do you plan on creatively kind of expressing yourself is 
audio and visual it are you going to be you know expressing yourself maybe on the big screen is there maybe a movie in the mix is so like right now audio visual is like my f- main focus and i really mm-hmm. want to double down on audio <clears throat> i love i love like audio experiences so i really want to get into long form content so basically almost like podcast but like not even with guests just like making my own style of long form content mm-hmm. movies and whatnot it's it's interesting because because I'm in film and I make videos. People always ask me like, who are your favorite directors? Like, what are your favorite films? Mm -hmm. And the very interesting thing is I don't have the urge as of yet to make a movie. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's like brewing in me. Like I can't wait to make a movie. Mm -hmm. I do want to make a docu-series. I'd love to, there's a woman, Chelsea Handler. She had her own docu-series on Netflix. And I thought it was just so cool. I was like, I'd love to have my own docu-series in hindsight. So like that's something like later in life for sure. Like yeah. on a on a on a bigger platform with yeah. a budget where I can like utilize my community and really uh, bring like my circle of creators and create something. Yeah. But right now it's just audiovisual, just content, and you know, just simplifying not simplifying the content, but just getting more consistent with it. But yeah. audio and visual is my forte. Have you seen um, Anthony Bourdain's docu series on Netflix? No, I um, haven't. I should check it out. I I like I'm in season seven now, really? and like I absolutely love it because you're exploring um, all of these countries and you're getting to see a side that you normally wouldn't see. Right. Because food is so personal. Yeah, it is. And it's an expression on its own. Uh-huh. It's an art on its own. So you really see like a completely different side, and it's like it, I feel like I'm taking like mini field trips to these places and. Like it's been w- making me want to go travel. Right, 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 right. It, I'd love to do something like that. I'd love to do. I also like. It's not really a docu series, but kind of. But I like um, Chef's Table a lot. Yeah, it's like my favorite show. It's amazing sound design and like the cinematography is just crazy in there. Plus the food is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what are some projects that you r- are working on right now? Um. Can you talk about any of them or? Yeah, I I have a documentary. I have a couple of projects. So I have like two lengthy projects that I'm trying to finish hopefully by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. one is a like a short I'll call it like a short documentary mm-hmm. with a brand called THC. Um his name is Spencer. So he he opened up a dispensary many years. He's like one of the pioneers in the cannabis in- industry in, in mm-hmm. the city and within Canada. And during the transition from uh, Canada legalizing weed, we documented the whole process and we documented his store closing down and everything, mm-hmm. which was like, um, it just came into a perfect timing. So we documented that whole process, but we had to kind of wait till putting the whole thing out and like getting everything done while, you know, we had to wait for him to get approved again and that shop was right. opening it up. So we just had to play it safe. So I'm going to release that. That'll be, that's with THC. That's going to be, you know, like a cannabis inspired documentary. And then I have all this India content um that i want to put out now i shot it with my brother arky mm-hmm. he wants to put it out as like a long form piece of content but i'm kind of battling him for years obviously this has been years i've had the content I'm kind yeah. of battling him on the idea i want to put it out how i put out my content like i want to make it interactive and i want to put it out like every day in like uh, smaller segments and like kind of um, telling a story telling a story and yeah. i want feedback off of the community and then creating off of that so like i want to because we, we, we interviewed and talked to some, some certain people about like sensitive mm-hmm. topics and things. And I want to put things out and get people's perspectives on it mm-hmm. and in, and grab those perspectives and then put it back into the next segment yeah. and make it an interactive experience. Like that hasn't really been done before. He wants to go like the route of creating a documentary. I hope he hears this. He wants to go the route <laughs> of creating a documentary. I'm going to send it to him. We'll, we'll add him. We'll add him. He wants to go the route of like submitting it to film festivals. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to submit yeah. it to film festivals. Like to me, I'm not into that. I like having full control in what I do. So like when I make content and I can post it online and I could like make stories and that's to me, I'm like, that's how I play the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love that. My favorite way to share is Instagram stories. That's like beyond every platform i love instagram stories but unfortunately they disappear in 24 hours yeah but those are two big projects that i'm working on i'd say bigger and then my own stuff and then also i do work within like you know the community and stuff and it's like a lot of video projects um but my main focus is is doubling down on what i do yeah and and creating a really dope visual audio experience what's been what's been your most favorite um project that you've done Mm, like like my own piece of work that i put um, out or like, like any, something i've done oh you like in your in your career like what was been my favorite thing actually was i remember so i'm i'm a i'm a major bob marley fan like bob marley to me is just like 
he's like Jesus to me. He's a prophet. You understand? Like he, to me, I'm just like, I love Bob Marley growing up. I always resonated with Bob. And I was, I've always been sad that I would never get to meet him. I was mm-hmm. like, this is never going to happen. But mm-hmm. I was always like, I would love to work with the Marley brand. So I remember I had this studio, we called it Triangle Park uh, downtown on Granville. It was really big. And I put up a big mural of Bob in it. It was massive. And I documented the process. I made a video out of it. And then just like Ja came through with the blessings and his daughter ended up seeing it. Mm-hmm. And she shouted me out on like uh, Facebook. She was like, yo, big up Mr. Hines. She shouted out the video. And then somebody this guy named Bally, um, who's like a pioneer in the cannabis industry right now in Jamaica, Rolling Stones just did a cover on him. Um, he hit me up and he was running Marley Coffee, uh, Rohan mm-hmm. Marley's, uh, Bob's other son, one of his sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yo, we love that mural. Can you come out here and do that for us? And I was like, yeah. So I commissioned the, the two guys I had to do the project with me. We go out to Denver like the next week, mm-hmm. do this big Marley of Rohan Marley. And then from there, I started working with Marley Coffee and doing like commercials for them and things like that. But the thing I loved about that project the most was one year before that, I tweeted, I'm going to work with the Marley brand. Yeah. And then a year later, yeah. I did it. And to me, that was like proof of like visioning something yeah. and then it coming to manifestation and then me executing. And like yeah. even when I went out there, I was like, okay, we're going out here to do the mural, but I want to do more. Yeah. The, I wanna... power, the power of the mind, the power of manifestation. Right. And then like, and then putting action to it, mm-hmm. then it's like beautiful. So that's my favorite thing just because yeah the marley's are like number one to me so I'm yeah like i was like so happy when i did that out of everything still i'm like yeah that's my favorite thing ever that's awesome yeah. what would be like your next um the next project that you really want to um work on with someone else Ooh, wow what would i want to work on with somebody else like if you had any option that you could create anything you wanted for anyone hmm you know what's so weird about that? That one's hard for me to answer because I don't have right now any, de- I hope this doesn't sound like cocky or anything. I don't have any desires mm-hmm. of working with any certain people. Mm-hmm. I really like believe in what I'm doing yeah. and I really want to like focus on that. Like there's like people, I had this conversation the other day and people were like, I said something on Instagram, I put out a video. I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm in this unsustainable cycle. And someone said to me like, you're always creating. I'm like, yeah, but I'm creating for other people yeah right like and i and and i've done things again like you know like tory lanes to me was like my favorite artist at one point i worked with him yeah but like i get the most gratitude and like energy from creating the stuff i create for myself because i sit there and i watch back and i'm like oh man that was fun this is beautiful i heal myself and 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 it's amazing and what i want to do is i just want to create opportunities so like when you say who do you like to work with i want to work with my team i want to create opportunities i want to be able to give opportunities to my friends. I have an amazing circle who are all talented. I got people who are like amazing at sound design. I got people amazing at film. I got people amazing at motion graphics. I want to be able to give, they're all doing their thing too. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to give opportunities and for us to come together on a project. So if anything, it's going to be like my home team. Yeah. Put your, put your team on, right? Um, you, do, I saw that you documented um, when they did Nipsey's um, memorial in, in Vancouver what um musically what kind of other artists you said bob marley uh, you know reggae really influences you but who kind of from our generation um do you feel like had the right idea and really kind of influenced you in any way um yeah so bob definitely you know nipsey was one i would also have to say um jay-z's one just because of the lifelong career and even seeing him I think he's almost 50 or he is 50 and he's still reinventing himself as an artist mm-hmm. and, and to see all the activism work he does with his platform is really inspiring to me. Um, Kanye is always inspiring me because growing up, I always felt like I related to Kanye as Kanye was like, he'll say all the time I was a guy in the, in the pink polo. You know, I was the, the non gangster dude. And I feel like growing up in Vancouver, there was always like a lack of black people in vancouver there wasn't a lot of us yeah. so like you go to school with all white people and stuff and they expect you to be a certain way they yeah. expect you to be like a gangster they expect you to be like dipset so kanye was like somebody who i related to i'm like nah, i'm a little bit preppy i'm a little bit like this you know yeah and kanye's always just changed the game like that and then there's other like there's other people i like a lot like i really like um vince staples mm-hmm. i think he's like really dope i think he's witty um 
growing up as well i uh, i really those those are some of my favorites and then at the same time i love like what j cole yeah i've always resonated with j cole like uh, a lot of his albums i feel like the things he talks about i've been going through he had an album called born center and mm-hmm. everything he talked about i was going through and then we both started our dreads at the same time yeah so like he went like he had the same thing he had like a bald fade and we both grew our hair at the same time so i just always felt like i had like an alignment with him and we're both biracial black and white mm-hmm did you listen to his album that he dropped yesterday no i haven't got to it i heard it's amazing top to bottom yeah yeah i've I've been like listening to it on repeat really i had difficulty downloading it because it i guess so many people were trying to get at it i heard there's a documentary too or like a 30 minute video yeah i want to watch yeah i really like seeing his growth too because amazing because he like there was him drake kendrick and like a couple other people that kind of all emerged out of on the scene at the same time Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting to see where their journeys took them and where they're currently at and also their influence and how they're using it mm-hmm. and does that like that made me mindful of how i started my journey and being you know anonymous and controlling the narrative and stuff mm-hmm. does that did that um did yeah. you think about that at all yeah the way j cole does things i it's inspiring it's also inspiring because like he has he resonates with people. So he mm-hmm. has like a cult-like fan base. There's a reason why he doesn't have to pump out content all the time because he has this fan base that will like, they love him. They'll wait two years. He'll come around and he'll give them a classic and a feeling and he'll change lives. And he's grounded. Like, you know, he rides his bike through New York still. Like, it's so funny. I I love Twitter and you'll be on Twitter and people just take pictures of J. Cole, like just by himself on his bicycle like, through <laughs> New York, as big as he is, you know, like yeah. tre- dreadlocks swinging. And he's just a grounded individual. And, the way he's cultivated his career is he's definitely cultivated it to his personality. Like he's not on the gram. He's not sharing. He's not getting into politics. Like he just makes his art and, and I'm sure he does things that we don't know about. Like I'm sure he's helping communities that yeah. we don't even know about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the way he's navigated his career is definitely very, very inspiring. And he's young, you know, he's like 31 years old, Yeah. you know, and he's, he's got still so much more time to go. So I can't even imagine by the time he's like hove's age like the things he'll be doing yeah do you think that is this is the new this is going to be the new thing now a lot of people a lot more people following their creative passions do you see that trend happening or is it still people are kind of still stuck in um the matrix so to say i think it's going to be both the thing is people are going to be in the matrix like we're saying because that's what I, I watched this TED talk the other day and one guy said like if you go after your true creative purpose and passions know that you may not receive as much light as the person who decides to go more of an opt-out and play the game a bit mm-hmm. right like if you think about um j cole and drake drake's mm-hmm. a much bigger artist than j cole yeah drake is an amazing artist too mm-hmm. he plays the game though yeah. right he plays the game and because of that he's a lot more bigger than and than than j cole but i don't know who's happier but they're both seems like they're living their truth mm-hmm. so i think people are always going to continue to like be in the matrix troll do things for clicks and hits mm-hmm. and i think certain people who want to be around like i see myself as a lifelong creative like mm-hmm. i don't i see my i've always said like I, I feel like my best work will be in my 50s mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying a lot of people think like yo i gotta kill it in my 20s and then 30s i'm gonna buy a big house and in the 40s i retire i'm like are you kidding me in my 50s 60s i'm gonna still be creating like yeah. i have a i want to create decor later in life yeah and i want to yeah i saw that you're into furniture and stuff yeah hello. yeah that's like that's gonna be something i do like later in life but i also want to do a, a audio visual ted talk so mm-hmm. I'll, basically what i do online i want to create that experience in a live setting and it's very interesting because growing up my biggest fear was always public speaking mm-hmm. hated it hated speeches every year hated english class i hated doing that shit just hated it but yeah. like now it's like where I find I find I find purpose. Like I tell God, telling me all the time, like you got to go that way. Um, so I think regardless, people are going to choose both ways. I think it's just, and I don't think either way is right or wrong. Obviously, it sounds better to like choose your passion and your purpose and go that way. Mm-hmm. But whatever way you want to go, like maybe you want to like be really, 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 really successful, and for you to do that, you have to play the game, right? You know, and that's if that's where you want to go. Cool. I definitely know the route I take is like going to take. It, things take longer right right like i could have had a big social media following already if i just like continued to do what i was doing because i was around people where i would just their social media followings would have lifted over to mine you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying um but i've always wanted to build my thing from the ground up and building your thing from the ground up 
takes time and patience and sacrifice. And I believe in the long run, I will reap. I am reaping the benefits because I'm living. The journey is the benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there's no end process, and but I think in the long run, I'll be happy with my decision. That's awesome. Well, you know, I want to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what do you want to put out there right now? What is the message that you want to send out? Um, you know, definitely plug your content and where we can find you. But what do you want to say to everyone? Um, well, my 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 whole thing right now again is like merging passion priorities and purpose and I, for mm-hmm. if i would just want to tell people like figure out what your passions are figure out if they align with your purpose and then figure out what your priorities are and if you can align all three i think that's when you become a very powerful human being and that and that doesn't mean like if you're not if you don't have those things in alignment that like, you're in a bad place because you could be working at wendy's and everything's in alignment still because like maybe at wendy's you're gaining the customer service skills or like the shit you take from your boss is like harnessing a skill in you that you're going to need later for your life so like i think having gratitude for where you are but also like knowing where you want to go is very important like all the time i feel like i'm like oh man like i i want to be doing more but i know i'm harnessing skills where i'm at that are going to benefit me later so i to me i just want to tell people like really think about what your passions are what's your purpose and what's your priorities and how do you honor all three of those and can those also come into one because i think really that's where you can become like a sustainable human being and be energizing yourself if you could figure that out i hope you enjoyed that podcast again that was uh closer to the end of 2019 so it was a little bit predated but i wanted to share long form podcast i am working with some formats right now where i will be uploading a long form podcast every week i'm going to start including some guests into the program and just you know start experimenting a little bit more so if you like this long form please hit me up on one of my socials and let me know also you can um, support on my coffee account uh, ko-fi.com heinz and yeah um Lots to come. I hope everyone has an amazing day. Bless.